0: WKDW 97.5 FM Northport Real Community Radio Whoa, 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 whoa
1: (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pets Teach Us So Much Radio Everett and Everett here I'm Robin Everett
0: And if you didn't know, I'm (laughs) Joseph Everett We are animal advocates, pet lifestyle experts, and pet trendologists Bringing you the best pet news and tips
1: Today on our show, we have one of our most favorite guests ever dr pat he's going to be talking about dangers around your home for uh your pets when people come to visit and some of the holiday things too very interesting
0: plus we have interesting animal news from around the world if you think your little fur baby is sick realize that our show is for informational purposes only
1: Get professional veterinary help immediately. Yes, take your pet to the vet if he or she is sick. Thank you for the reminder, Joseph. Well, we have tons of info on our show today for dog lovers and for cat lovers and for... Beep, beep.
0: Coyote lovers. I thought
1: you were going to do Roadrunner went to meet Beep. Well, Beep, Beep was the Roadrunner. He's chasing the Roadrunner. Yes, yes, that is true. If you're into Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest, find us at tppc tv we also have a groovy group on facebook the pet lover crew join the crew like our page it's a lot of fun comment on the show
0: on our page we would love to hear from you if you have news or you'd like to be on our show send an inquiry to info at tppc dot tv thank you joseph
1: breaking news from key largo team springs into action after invasive fish is found. An invasive Pacific Ocean fish pulled off a Broward County artificial reef by a Key Largo dive team has a new life as a featured exhibit at the new Miami Science Museum. The Miami Herald reports that a rapid response team plucked the fish, known as the one-spot rabbit fish, out of the water. In October, the rapid response team received a report about that non-native swimming fish <whistles> <laughs> at a near shore artificial reef about 12 to 15 feet deep off of Danny Beach. Every once in a while, we get something off the wall, said Emily Stokes, an invasive species a oh. specialist with the Reef Environmental Education Foundation.
0: Is that spikes all around it? It looks like it.
1: He looks like a little, oh, look, I'm so nice. Until you go yeah. to catch like, <laughs> it. <laughs> it's got the spikes that come up oh. the back. So the Broward County resident Jenny Witschnitzel, a longtime reef volunteer, sent along photos and confirming the presence of the one spot rabbit fish native to the Pacific.
0: Wow. So it, what, it was in the Gulf.
1: Yeah, well, it was by Miami or of, off Key Largo. Okay, and yeah, wow. So Reef, the organization, and the U.S. Geological s- Survey planned a response. Wow.
0: So that um, is one nasty. Li- that's a sneak fish.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, oh look, I'm just. In I'm
0: the- a cute little. I'm yeah. a cute little dory.
1: Yeah. And. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the thing. So, as I'm reading this article, I'm saying, okay, first of all, there's a rapid response team. (laughs) And how... Okay, that's the horns. Yes, we know. But how... In the world. Okay, so I saw this fish here. And then, like, who's in charge of washing the fish while well, you go and get the rapid response team? And then, like, no, he swam over here. No, he swam over there. Like, how does the whole rapid response I don't rig- know. team work? I don't know.
0: We should bring him on the
1: radio. I'm going to have to go. We have now.
0: to. People, we're going to get this <laughs> rapid response team on the radio. And,
1: like. Then you find it, and like I guess she had to take a picture as proof. But then how do you go find it? Well, she said he was here. to have a picture. Well, there's a whole ocean. <laughs> Where's the fish gonna go?
2: Like
1: no. He's, plus, he could hide in the in the <sighs> coral and stuff. It's an artificial reef. Wow. Well, I don't think
0: he'd be able to hide that well because that is one. He, Different looking fish.
1: He is. He kind of looks like he's got a stripedy little head like an angelfish.
0: He's got a little cute face and everything, but you know then he's, he's got...
1: He's got one spot on the back, the yeah. one spot rabbit fish. And he's... He looks nothing like a rabbit. No, but he's got all those dang spikes. It just looks like he would well, definitely... That's no
0: Bugs Bunny of a fish to me, let me tell you. No.
1: No, so I just thought that right. that was a very interesting article. You
0: got you found a, a humdinger there.
1: I'm going to make a note here. Cool, wrap it up. up.
0: Rapid response team.
1: Ra- Do you think a rapid response team would rapid respond over to the show? They might.
0: <laughs>
1: well, thank goodness there's people like them around to help us with these things, because the face of species they're bad.
0: If that is so true, because I would not touch that thing. I wouldn't touch it either.
1: Now... Who would like to play a little true or poo?
3: I'm all ready. All right.
1: Show <laughs> the engineer and Joe from the show, Show <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe, are here. Okay. We're going to give you, it's going to be a four question test today. Oh, boy. So make you count, gentlemen. make
3: these more tests. Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, true or poo, peeps. Oh, wait, by the way. You know, we are accumulating points for the fabulous non prize. So at home, we want you guys to make sure that you're keeping track and send us the email. Let us know where your point score is because it is important to keep your imaginary points tallied out for your non prize. So this (laughs) one, this is a 100 point question. This is a big one. True or poo? Contrary to popular belief, dogs do not sweat by salivating, they sweat through the pads of their feet. True or poo?
0: I thought they sweat it out of, off their tongues when they're panting.
1: So you panting. say it's salivating or panting.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with panting, so I'm going to call that poo.
1: That's a poo. It is, in fact, true, gentlemen. Contrary oh. to popular belief, dogs do not sweat by salivating or panting. They sweat through the pads of their feet.
3: No, I did not know don't that. Don't believe that.
1: I, I didn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> I, I never saw a dog dip his feet in the
3: water when they're hot, but I do see him lip, lap up water.
1: Well, that's why they have stinky feet. They get corn chip feet because be. they sweat.
0: Could be because that little uh, chihuahua. We clean can our have feet. Dog
1: uh Not that I'm aware of. But when Doctor Pat when comes Dr. on the cat show, Doctor Pat comes on the show, ask we'll ask <laughs> right. that question. Okay, so nobody. You
3: that, we don't know
1: everything. <laughs> wow. True or poo? A cat can be either right pawed or left pawed. I go true. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with my partner. True. Yeah. All right. This is a fifty-point question, by the way, and it is true. That only fifty points for that one. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah, okay. that's not a hard question. <laughs> they can be either right forward, or left. I well, used to love Sonny when
0: you used to try to get him to go in his uh, his his uh, change
1: his lead. That was the hardest thing to do. <laughs> if you guys are into horses, he would do it for a- me though he well, used to get so mad. Because he, would, he you really forced him into it by throwing your <laughs> weight forward and he had to step off on that feet on that foot. For any of you who have taken a field horse or a ranch horse and tried to make him into, you know, like a pleasure horse, you know that it's difficult to get them on the right lead in the ring. And for those of as, you who, as bad as Ricky was. He was excellent.
0: He was excellent.
1: So, what that means is the inside leg on the horse needs to lead. So, if you're going to the right, it has to be if you're going around the ring in the right, it has to be their right hoof that right. leads first on a canter or a gallop. And if you're going to the left, it has to be the left hoof. If it's not, they'll trip and fall and you'll plop off the horse. Speaking from experience. Yes. <laughs> ah, okay. The
0: only time I got thrown from a horse was when I was laughing.
1: Because Wait, I, you have to explain the story. I
0: backed Ricky into the little baby cows. He was afraid. This giant horse was afraid of, bow, of baby cows. We were doing... Uh, team cow pen, penning. Team penning. And that's where you ride like a ranch ranch hand and you team... you, you Pen. Pen the cows into an area. Well, he wouldn't do it forward because he was afraid of the little baby cows. He was but afraid. Ricky was an excellent horse to back up. You can back him up for miles. It was a great horse. So I turned him around so he couldn't see the cows... And I back and I'm backing the cows up. Well, finally, one of the cows gave him a little nip, and he turned around and saw the cows, and he freaked. He went absolutely ballistic, and I'm laughing because he's. And then he does the Lone Ranger. And then he comes down and then, then he does a, a back one. He his whole back went up. Bucked. Bucked. And then so I went into the Weird.
1: reared <laughs> everything.
0: I went into the air, did a did a head roll, nose roll, and landed holding onto his reins. And landed heels in on the dirt, and he in pulled up in front of him. In front of him, and he, he flipped pulled me him up. over
1: in front of him. I yeah. saw, it and if 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 cell phone <laughs> video was a thing back then, that horse bucked. He went over the top, flipped over, took the reins off, landed feet into the into this. It was like a sand ring. And then the horse backed up and pulled him up, and there he stood. He didn't even lose his hat. <laughs> Kept my,
0: I had mean, had how a baseball he did hat
1: this, on. I would have been airlifted to a hospital. That's why Cool. Yeah. <That laughs> and was, he's still laughing as, oh. as this is happening, and the horse is just like, oh. He was so mad.
0: He was so mad, and the whole, I'm laughing at this horse. He was so, he was, the horse was upset because I was laughing at him. Because he was so afraid of these little cows. It was
1: little baby cats. <laughs> little baby cows, little furry little cows. And this horse was huge.
0: I mean, the carry me. hands. Of course, the carry me had to be huge. But this, when I rode this horse, I was over. I was even with the roof line of the barn. Oh he I mean, was,
1: for me to get on that horse, I had to stand on the on the. Uh, what was that Defender of, of the trailer not even a regular step would have it done it I had to get up so hard to throw my leg over him to get on trailer. Oh, horse I used to
0: pull from the ground I used to be a strong guy in those days I used to just well you're also 6'4
1: uh, even I couldn't even get up on my horse it's, it's hard to get up on a horse okay? <laughs> that was fun not getting but any anyway. younger
0: so but he was a little baby cow pissed that horse off yeah oh. <laughs> make that up then when I got you got to tell the finish the story so Ricky was a little bit too aggressive because it, she, he broke Robin's finger. The lead line just happened to it; the chain got over her finger, and it just made a loop, and she couldn't take it off. And he went like this, lifted his head, and snap—you heard, you heard—and
1: took his halter yeah, off. This was it, at a show; the only the show. show we and, ever took him to. And
0: we used to. Tie the horse down, his neck down to his a
1: martingale to his chest. It's a, a martingale. N- it's a normal thing. You, right. it's That's a normal thing that horse people use when they ride, so that the horse can't pull his head up. He get would snap them with me
0: and take off. He would snap them and take. He snapped them one day going up, up a ski slope without the snow during during off season, running up, and I'm laughing because this horse is flying. I mean, his full gallop, gallop, full gallop up. And this, I mean, I wasn't even in seat. If I would have went off that horse, it would have been Joey in a helicopter. But this horse was unbelievable. Anyway, we, 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 we sold this horse to a, to, a, to a young, little blonde, thin girl. And the horse was a little angel to her. Didn't pull any of the crap that it would do with me, take me into trees head first. It tried everything. And then finally the horse realized, well, this guy is just as crazy as I am. So then what does it do? It goes after the weaker. So it used to go after her horse and her and kicking out when we were riding.
1: Then there was no And it would have broke lie. it would have
0: broken her femur. One day the horse kicked out and Sonny knew was able to move his body away Sonny so was Robin was Sonny so, so so Robin wouldn't get kicked in the leg. I said, That's it, you are because you are going, 'cause you're gonna you're gonna really
3: hurt Maybe someone. Maybe Robin should have died a hair blonde. Yeah.
1: yeah. And she, I wasn't a thin little thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, what? he was a good horse for he was a young. Good horse he really a young, young girls, yeah. and that's I guess nobody he,
0: now nobody it in the, matter with that. everybody in the barn when I when I bought this horse it was said don't buy this horse because it put everybody in the hospital oh. everybody this horse put everybody he was in the just hospital so big so big and I looked at him I said listen and in those days I was a little whacked
1: it was and
0: I used to grab him I said I'm just as crazy as you are and I used to pull his neck down I said come on I'm just as crazy as you are and then he was fine and he was, and he was fine. It was fine. You go, okay. I'm all right with that. But okay. then well, again, that was, that, that, was, that was over 25 years ago, so I don't have those anymore.
1: Now <laughs> you need a, a calm Joe, voice.
0: we don't do that anymore, right? <laughs> oh, no.
3: I, I did good at my PT.
0: There you go. That was Anyhow, good. That let's was go back. was good. True. Is that the last true of poo? No. no, no, no you you like have two part. more. Okay.
1: You have two more. I found two. Calico cats are almost always female. True or
0: pale? Wow. I'm just trying to think. The calico cat that used to attack me, the pink lady's cat. <laughs> that was huge.
1: What are you fighting animals today?
0: <laughs> well, the pink lady in back of me, she lived in the pink house, and I used to call the pink lady. And she had this giant, giant cat on a leash. But it had just enough. It was like a dog. It run and knew how much leash it had. And this thing would wait till you got in its zone, and it would take off. And I mean, it would... Whoosh, you were bologna slices before you had a chance. And this cat was, was huge. Was it a calico? It was a calico, but Was it a arch,
1: female or a male? It was a female. Okay. I
0: don't get I'm going to say yeah because I had a lot of damage from that cat.
1: Well, you're not making a any type of logic. Can, can you repeat the question please? Calico yes, cats are you. almost always female. True or false?
3: Almost always the
0: key. Almost always.
3: That, and I agree with, with Joseph again.
0: I'm going to true. Go
1: true. You are both correct. And that, that was a 200-pointer. Oh. I, no. I, I, I thought I heard that almost. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's that was very there. good, right. Joe. Very
0: good. She of used to oh, kick my little butt, man.
1: <laughs> Everything used to kick Because
0: uh, my mom said you were a scooch.
1: Yeah, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true or poo? Cats cannot taste anything sweet. True or Ah, uh, That's poo. My cat loved ice cream. If I put
0: an ice cream out there or a celery stick, the cat would go for the ice cream.
1: What do you say, Joe?
3: Not pull, po- but po- they—they
1: can. Do oh, the it's pull. Yeah, po- okay, so you're both saying pull. This yeah. is a 500 pointer. So
3: A will make it up
1: now. You're both incorrect.
3: Oh, yeah. oh. that's it. I'm going.
1: Back you there. love that. Boy, wait. You got. You have such wait, wait, a smile. You know we Wait a points. minute. Wait a minute. Let's just. Wait, let's just. Wait now. a minute. Wait a minute. You said it's true that they. You said it's poo that they can't taste anything sweet. They no, can taste. it. I sweet. said
0: it's, it's poo. And because you both said they, they can, 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 can taste can. something sweet. They can taste sweet. They
1: can. They cannot taste anything sweet. I, I misread oh. it. But you both are, are unfortunately. Well, my yeah, cat cat not, knew. How do they know
0: that? Yeah, cat cat knew that's that's ice. Point. <laughs> cat cat knew yeah, ice was cream milk, is so-
3: honey. Oh, okay. that was milk. That okay. was yeah, but that milk is, is sweet.
0: That's true. But
3: cats like milk. Well, you know, milk. Take, a, take a bowl of sour milk, spoiled yeah. milk, and put it in front of them. Yeah. Tell me which one to get a drink. Yeah. The, the pasteurized I, I'm, approved whole milk I'm with or you. the uh, sour spoiled milk. milk? Do
1: I have to ask Dr. Pat? <laughs> 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 well, thank you for including That's, me in your Well, uh, thank you for playing report. along. Okay, so. We will save more for next time. Wow, this is heavy that was competition. Good. That was a good one. one. Yeah. Now, we need to talk a little bit about coyotes. Now, they really are all across the United States. And with more... I would,
0: would, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I would have never thought Florida was loaded with coyotes. Yeah.
1: Isn't it surprising? I just, you know... Even out on Venice Island, which is small, they've been... I figured with all that fur, isn't it too hot for them? Excuse me. Um. Uh, apparently, they have beach badges, and they do dip into the water. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know. I, I. Well, that's like a dog. A dog has fur. That's a cat true. has fur.
0: Well, Alaskan Husky. They like to be cold. You know, they like to be around but the cold. They not. They different. don't get, They don't like it in Florida. Not but they're a not in condition. a condition Coyote is
1: different than a, oh, okay. like a wolf. Yeah. So let's talk about some facts about the coyote. The Canis latrans. Which means barking dog. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now you're going to get true or false. True or false that they are monogamous and they mate for life.
3: Hmm.
1: Hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go, because they stay in a pack. True. It is true. They yeah. are monogamous. They I like didn't know, know that. They live in packs, but yeah. usually hunt singularly.
0: Okay. Well, I just went with, I had to go through some check my reels and in my, my tape drives. and
1: Okay, yeah. Your mental tape packs, drives. Packs, and Your 8-track? What, do you got an 8-track? Paul, you do oh,
0: All old stuff. Five and a quarter <laughs> disc. Set. Five and a quarter. Big there's old no, floppy there's disc. There's no solid state in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing left.
1: Uh, often confused with dogs, they usually have thick brown, black, and gray patchy coat, the bushy tail, pointy nose, and ears. They weigh between... Twenty and thirty-five pounds. I-, I thought they weighed a lot more. No, they're kind of small. They're kind of yeah. smallish. Yeah, they're kind of small.
0: Coyotes are mm-hmm. a little bit smaller and faster.
1: They're known for their barking and high-pitched yips. The the
0: wolf is heavier.
1: Yes, that's a that's, mm-hmm. a,
0: that's a lot of dogs.
1: Now, what do you think they eat? Take
0: it. I don't know. rodents.
1: Yes, chihuahuas <laughs> is true. Rodents, rabbits, snakes. Lizards and other small game virtually any type We've of We've lost eat. a lot of small doggies by us yes. from coyotes. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about that in a second. But they're also opportunistic feeders. So
0: opportunistic.
1: Opportunistic they'll eat okay, whatever they can find. Okay. Like if they have garbage, they'll garbage. Oh, okay. Um they do eat some plants, insects, and fruit. Now you know, we have a lot of fruit growing down here. Yes, we do. What kind of fruit would you think would be a coyote's favorite fruit? Oranges? <laughs> I would have thought that too. Not really citrus, but, but believe it or not, watermelons. So if you have, like, watermelons grown out in a field, okay. coyotes are especially fond of watermelons, hmm. which I found interesting. Interesting. Now, in other states, they have natural enemies. Wolves, cougars... But in Florida, they have very few. I mean, there are some panthers and stuff, but yeah, it's really run away, yeah. I think. But now, with this huge population and building down here, with a lot of uh, population explosion, we have to learn how to live with the coyotes yes. because they're saying that you just can't remove them. They're well, not going to go away.
0: We have all of them by us. We have coyotes. We have uh, otters. Yes. Alligators.
1: You name it, it's there. Or... So, um, this uh, local article from the Sun newspaper was saying that uh, coyote, has, or several have been spotted around, but um, they have killed a Jack Russell terrier. They've killed a chihuahua.
0: Um, oh, I didn't mean, I wasn't trying to be funny. No,
1: but, and, and also what they do is they go on to the beach. And they dig up the loggerhead turtle nests, and they eat the eggs and the little baby turtles. Because that's that's easy for them. That's an easy kill, yeah. Yeah, right? It's not running away. So, I thought that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do the yes. We get it. They're saying, make sure you don't feed the coyotes intentionally or unintentionally, because this is really... Well, look what they were doing when they were building our house in the area we
0: were in. They were running in... And eating the workers' leftover lunches and stuff. Yep, they were. In the houses. They were. You know, we came in that one day to check on our house, and they were—they they came out flying out of the, one of the garages. Yep,
1: they do. So you really have to make sure that food isn't around. Um, because it's not only the coyotes, it's everything else. It's the rats, it's the crows, it's well, the...
0: Well, yeah, speaking of crows, look how badass those crows are. Oh, Yeah. I mean, there they are. look at you when we're in our bicycles like, you know, you stay away from this. is my dumpster.
1: See, what happens is they put the dumpsters out in front of the house when they're building it. And so the workers then throw their garbage in the dumpster. As soon as those workers are gone, the crows are in there. These are massive crows. And they'll
0: like, look at you when you, you're like, hey, this is my dumpster. They're pal. opening up the stay table. Stay away. away. If
1: there's a crumb in there. But you, I yeah. saw... Think small buzzards they
3: could be, too. Yeah. In with
0: them. No, the buzzards come, too, but these are crows. These are crows. I, I know ah.
3: that there's three different kinds of buzzards. Yeah. And there's a, there's a small one that's right. like a real big crow. It looks yeah,
0: yeah. Like. But this one's... A
1: buzzardette.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but, but, but they're good because they eat garbage, you know? So
1: So you're saying they clean up.
3: Yeah, imagine, imagine dead animals... Oh, with, yeah. With, with the, with the blowflies and
1: stuff like that. Yes. If, so, so we have to have those. For vultures, absolutely. Well, there, have is, there is the circle of life. Yeah. Circle of life. They're saying to get rid of the coyotes, you shouldn't kill them, but um, you you would have to have a permit if you had a really nuisance one. But you can also get trappers to come. They're yes. saying make a loud noise or spray water um, to. I have it trapped and removed. You know. Well, who's to say there aren't 16,000 other ones?
0: Unless I, you know, unless I was on a farm or something you had to do what you got to do. You know, if that's affecting
1: your livelihood. Well, if it's going to attack you, they're saying yeah. that you should a- a tra- trap it. Or if you're going to kill it, you have to have a permit. Well,
0: you get a permit or something or get a trap. But if, you're, if that's your livelihood, you got to do something.
1: I understand what you're saying. I do. I
0: mean, I'm not advocating going out there and...
1: vigilante. Yeah. Of course not. You would never do that. So, um... I just thought that was interesting because it's, it's happening here and now. Now, um, I don't know if you guys have been looking on social media and all and have seen, you know, we had a guest on about six weeks ago and she was talking about the meat trade in, um, overseas in Korea with the dogs, that they're eating the dogs. Well, a group of these dogs were actually saved. 200 of the dogs were saved oh, and brought to the United States. They were rescued from a South Korean meat farm in early December, and um, animal—if animal advocates had not infer- intervened—likely they would have been used for food. So I know some of them went to Orlando. They've come from Orlando, Gainesville. They're trying to oh help them readjust and find homes. There's one, a couple on the news the other day, um, that they were ready for adoption. They're trying to acclimate them. And um, so that's a good story that um, Yes. some of them were saved. Yes,
0: that is. Yep. Okay, what else do we have? Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for moving us along, Joseph, because...
0: We must stay on schedule. Yes, dear. On schedule. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost
1: time for the Super Bowl. By the time this airs, it'll probably be the Super Bowl. And, you, you know, a lot of people like to watch the Puppy Bowl. So shout out to one of the um, puppies from the Puppy Bowl who was adopted by our friend Michelle oh, yeah. Miscali of yeah. New York. We know Michelle. Uh, now he is a certified therapy dog. Ah, oh, look at that. So uh, people, January 30th, did uh, where are they now and uh it's nice to see that they have loving homes. And um it's also nice to see that horses since we were talking about horses, actress Beth Bears, uh she's 31, she created an equine therapy program to help sexual assault survivors heal. And it's called um She Heard Power and it, it people don't realize how therapeutic horses can be, I think Um, for all types of different therapies. Um, But it's always nice to see celebrities uh, helping animals when they can. Yes, it is. Our guest today is Dr. Patrick Mahaney. He's a Veterinarian and Certified Veterinary Acupuncturist, providing services to Los Angeles-based clients, both on house call and in-clinic basis. Dr. Mahaney's unique approach integrating Eastern and Western medical perspectives has evolved into a concierge house call practice, California Pet Acupuncturist and Wellness, or CPAL, Inc., Additionally, Dr. Mahaney offers holistic treatment for canine and feline cancer patients at the Veterinary Cancer Group in Culver City, California. Welcome to the show, one of our favorite guests, Dr. Pat. Yay! (laughs) Thank you
4: for having me all the way from Los Angeles
1: dr pat yeah before we get down to talking about uh, pet safety tips uh for winter holidays and beyond as we like to say here in florida visitation season uh before we get into that i just want to say um your instagram feed is so fabulous i mean it really is yeah. um, well, um, well i think i'm just kind of lucky that sometimes i find myself in certain
4: places at the right time and um i, I work with wonderful and they've got great you know, dogs and cats that are my patients, and I ask for consent first before I can post anything about their pet, and, and if they say yes, then i like to post it. But also, like life is an adventure, and um, my practice in Los Angeles is an adventure, so I feel like I want to uh, share some of that with people, and there's so many just great opportunities for enjoyable things here, too, like hiking, and going to the beach, and just great things that you can do with your dog or by yourself. And so I just really want to try to like share my experiences in life. And so I actually created a hashtag. It's life outside of veterinary medicine for when I'm posting about things that are more just like my recreational life as compared to my professional
1: life. Now, in case you don't follow Dr. Pat on social media.
0: Oh, please. How could they not? I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pat has the most fabulous clients. I mean, just it's it's this never-ending l- list of uh, can can you name a few? I know you never talk about this stuff, Dr. Pat, but would you mind just naming a few that you that you featured on Instagram? Sure. Well, I these, these are people I've gotten to know for years, and so I've gotten to to ask the into the to new- name.
2: Time on Glee and yep. hosting Hollywood Game Night, of course, one of my favorite movies of all time. That's in show. Yeah. She plays crazy, Poodle trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks me up. And actually, she's soon going to be playing Janet
1: Reno in an upcoming series. I think it's going to be on Netflix. I'm really looking forward to seeing her. Excellent. Excellent. And
4: worked with her for about eight years and they have a, a cat and a dog that i care for and we've even like moved into their house and taken care of the house dog and cat while bryce and her husband Seth have gone away to shoot projects before and make sure you look for bryce in the upcoming movie gold that matthew mcconaughey is coming up very soon and Excellent. then um, she's going to be going
2: to uh, uh, hawaii in the spring early summer to film the next jurassic world so her career is going to uh-huh. skyrocket
0: oh cool
1: I'm just watched on the and that's okay. That's okay. Sure. <laughs> well, um, you know, you re- recently written an article for the Honest Kitchen, and it was so interesting because everybody at one point or another has, uh, you know. People and stuff in their house that may not be there in your Right. Let me just
0: say this. This is just not for holidays. This is for times where people have parties. Kids are doing different kinds of arts and crafts, having different things laying around. Just because it's, you know, it's it's holiday themed. This could be any time that this material or these other other types of plants or things are in the area of your fur babies.
1: So, So let's talk about like some house decorations that might be hazardous to your pets. Can you talk about a few of those? I think you just brought up a really good point that we have to think about holiday
4: and seasonal dangers actually are year round dangers for pets. I mean, we always are having like the next holiday coming up soon, it's gonna be Valentine's Day and we're gonna have you know big hard silver chocolate brought into the home and maybe left out on the counter for the dog to consume or a bowl of M and ms that's placed haphazardly, or somebody brings like a, a bouquet of roses in that's appealing to the cat or dog and they Knock it over and chomp on it and ingest all yeah. the flowers. I mean, all sorts of things can happen. But candles, I think, are one of the tops that we have to talk about because they are dangerous not only to the pet, but to the person. Uh, the, the pet might be interested in the smell of the candle. I've seen plenty of puppies go and try to take a little nibble off of a scented candle that's on that ground yes. level. Hmm. They also, if the candle is lit and they just happen to brush by, they're going to potentially become ignited or they could ignite your whole home or that they can knock the candle over and that could ignite your home. So that's one of the scariest things is like keeping un-
2: keeping lit candles around and having pets that are curious. because They could really create some hazards both for you and
4: for your home.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a scary thought. But I didn't even think about the scent that a dog would doesn't know. Oh, that smells like cake. I mean, now there's scent, all kinds of scents. There's all kinds of flavors
0: there. and stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I want to eat the cake. Take a chomp out of it. <laughs> they but it really does smell like... The smell, the, like, smell and the taste don't
2: quite match to us, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that would otherwise be out of the reach of a dog, but a cat could easily
0: hop up on the shelf, yeah. gonna crawl next to the candle between the wall and suddenly they're gonna light up and they could light everything up. Get on yeah. the flameless candles. They look nice, they don't you're not gonna burn anything, you're not gonna yeah. burn your cat, you're not gonna burn your house down. Go flameless. Well, That's a good
1: point. Yeah, especially those things weren't around years ago, but now they're readily available. Yes. And, you know, and, and they do look nice, like you said, and it's way safer. So uh, talk a little bit about lights, if you would.
4: Sure. So Christmas lights, especially we've got, they're wrapped around the tree. They're wrapped around our banisters. They might dangle and look like icicles. And those are going to be new and interesting to your pet, and so your pet might be curious and start to play with them or even try to lick or chew them and they could unfortunately incur an electrical burn if they chew that and some of the concerns besides just the aspect of um, burn tissue in the mouth is the electricity going into the body can damage the heart and the lungs and cause a condition called pulmonary edema and yes. that's when excuse me, fluid accumulates in the lungs think of like a sponge when it's wet you, you can't get the air into the sponge very well when it's wet as compared to when it's dry and the air is more dispersed throughout the sponge so there's that danger just besides the thermal burn of chewing but the uh, uh, the damage to the heart and to the lungs which is a life-threatening issue so if you ever think that your pet has incurred any kind of electrical burn by chewing on a cord absolutely go to the vet right away do yeah. not wait and besides the electrical burn aspect of it pets can get tangled in lights it could get wrapped around the limb and if it gets wrapped around like their front or high limb or their neck, it could have a strangulation effect and it can block the blood flow and the oxygenation of the tissues so your pet could
1: really suffer negative consequences from stray cords and lights. That is so true and it, you never say never. Oh, it won't happen. Well, like Dr. Pat
0: was saying, P, which is pulmonary edema, especially on inhalation, inhalation of any type of hot gases mm-hmm. is what he's saying and that's what causes that sponge effect and that's true. I mean, any type, there's any type of fire or anything around, if there's any, you know, you get the, even though that the fire department came and they resuscitated the cat, get into to the vet to make sure there's not anything like Dr. Pat was explaining, pulmonary demons. It's too late when they're frothing and they're already having a lot of difficulty. Mm-hmm. The chance of their survival at that point when you're transporting them to get there is, you know,
2: mm.
0: and again, the doctor would know better with that, but it was almost the same thing with humans when inhalation burns. That's scary. Yeah, I'm so glad you're sharing the perspective of uh, you're, you're an EMT, right? Uh, paramedic. Same, well, same thing.
3: Paramedic. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah so, um, so you have that experience of dealing with, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't personally deal with a lot of pets that have been in fires I have in the past when I work emergency,
1: but if you're working in the realm of, um, of EMT, I imagine there's a lot more yeah. times that you're going to potentially be helping people in that situation when there's a fire. It's parent. true. It's scary.
4: Yes.
1: Now, you know, talk a little bit. There's so many decorations available now. When you walk even like into a pharmacy or something, even for, for Valentine's Day coming up, there is just like shiny, sparkly, sparkly tinsel garlandy. It doesn't matter what holiday. It's like all sparkles and, and, and it just, you know, a ton of stuff you could decorate your house with. So can you talk about garland and tinsel in relation to animals?
4: Sure. So, um, that, I mean, that brightly colored, shiny thing that moves and waves around is going to be very interesting to any curious cat or dog, and so they're going to potentially want to try to take a taste. And tinsel is kind of notorious to cause problems in cats, but it really could cause problems in any species that eats it. When you think about, like, a long piece of thin tinsel, it's almost like dental floss and the cat's like batting it with their hands and then or their paws, excuse me. And then maybe they decide to take a taste and it, if it ends up going down inside their body from their mouth down their esophagus into the stomach, it can create an effect called a linear foreign body. What happens is that piece of tensile anchors at one place in the in the, in the intestine or in the stomach. So it's like stops at one end and then the other end continues to go down into the intestine and ultimately that anchor higher up prevents the tinsel from moving through and so what happens is the attention intestines keep on contracting and almost like when you take an accordion and you push the different ends of the accordion together that same thing happens with the intestines and unfortunately the intestine has um the the tinsel has a sawing effect where it starts to cut through tissue so you have um, lack of blood flow as a result of the accordion aspect of the intestines being pushed together and then you have this sawing through the layers of the, the inner layers of the intestines. So you can actually have like what is inside your intestines, the food and liquids that you've eaten, and digestive juices, end up um, oozing out into the abdominal cavity. And so you have these patients that are trying to vomit, they can't vomit, they're very lethargic, they're not eating, their absence is very painful and it's a emergency surgical condition and it can kill your pet. So... I would recommend generally to you, don't, if you have curious pets in your household, that you avoid anything like shiny and metallic and insulated just because there's too much of a risk of, of uh, having there be negative health consequences. We never want to
0: hurt our pets with our decor. Dr. Pat really knows how to keep me on my diet, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're all sitting here just going, ah!
0: <laughs> it's lunchtime lunch by us, and I'm like, you know what, I'll pass. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! But it's,
0: but it's so true, you know. All, all, all kidding around. You wouldn't think a little thin piece of tinsel can cause that much damage. Yeah. You know, it's Oh uh, I've had to remove
2: them from the intestines of cats and dogs
0: before. Wow. Oh boy. You
1: now the other thing that is so popular right now is liquid potpourri. Can you talk about sure. that a little bit? Well, kind of like our scented candles, it's going to be um, something
4: that's going to smell nice. So a lot of times it smells like. Apple pie or, you know, um, the cinnamon, pleasant pleasant tasting, pleasant smelling substances and that's gonna attract both the cat and the dog. So we can have we can get burns on the face, burns on the, the lip margins, burns of the tongue as a result of taking a lick, or unfortunately there's um, toxic aspects of chlopy that can really damage the cat's insides if it's consumed. So I definitely recommend That uh, that potpourri, uh, any kind of
1: liquid or anything that you heat up away from your pet because it could make them quite sick. Oh, gosh. Now, there's also a list. I'm just going to run through this list of house plants that are really bad for pets, and then we'll go on to foods. We have um, amaryllis, Christmas cactus, holly, house pine, mistletoe, and poinsettia. What are some of the The symptoms, like how would you know if your pet has ingested any of these things? Sure, we have uh, we have uh, two listed on that in the site uh, that
4: are not toxic, but they're still going to potentially cause digestive tract upset. The Christmas cactus and the poinsettia. Uh, And the poinsettia, I think, really gets a bad rap overall because it's doesn't have a specific toxic mechanism. But the thing is, when your pet ingests some kind of plant material, it's probably not something that their body's used to consuming. So they're probably going to, in some capacity, reject it. And that could be with vomiting, with diarrhea or stool changes, or appetite changes. Those are probably the top things that we see. But some plants do have very specific mechanisms of action and can be toxic to cats, dogs, or other species. And in fact, um, I highly recommend... If you're going to have a plant that isn't something that is already in your home, come into your house, that you reference the the, um, ASPCA Poison Control Center list of toxic and non-toxic plants. It also includes, includes, like, toxic foods, too. So check that out. There's a link, actually, in the article. So it's something that our readers could just click on.
2: But um, amaryllis has a substance that can cause a pet to have salivation, um, the digestive tract upset we spoke of, and even things like tremors, they can shake and even look like they're going to have a seizure. Holly has
4: something in it called saponins, which are kind of like soap, and that can really cause severe digestive upset, vomiting, and diarrhea. Um, mistletoe has a toxin that's also going to cause digestive tract upset, but also could affect the heart and affect the nerves. It you cause them to have unusual behaviors and twitch and tremor and collapse, so... The thing is, um, I mean, we love our seasonal plants, but if you have that friend or family member that's going to bring a plant over, maybe request that they they first make sure that the pet is not the plant is not toxic to pets because you don't want to have to deal with it
1: after the fact. Yeah, you know, and you you touch on a good point. People coming in and out of the house too, and what happens so often is there's food around when people come out, come come over, and the food is out. And um, you know we've talked about making sure your pets are comfortable in another room, always as yeah, an alternative. Exactly.
0: You got to segregate them during those times. You know, as much as you don't want to do that, you want to keep them with family, yeah. but for their own health and their own benefit, and in your and your psyche too, because yeah. you know we get very affected. When our little fur baby, our fur family is sick or hurt. That's true.
1: So, you know, you've got all this food out. And and I know a lot of the families with kids are saying, well, the dog and the kids, you know, everybody likes to play together. Can you talk about some of the foods that we need to be wary of when we have people over? Sure. I'm slowly starting to think
4: some of the ones that people are probably most familiar with is chocolate. And um, the thing is, not all chocolate is toxic per se. The the substances that are inside toxins are called methylxanthines. And it's a type of chemical that includes caffeine, which, of course, we're all familiar with our coffee and tea, and also substances like theobromine. In fact, some pets might even take theobromine as a bronchodilator, more so to dogs than cats because cats are very sensitive to it. At the same time, we want to make sure that um, we're not letting our pets get into chocolate. And what I mean by not all chocolate is toxic is that white chocolate is completely free of methylxanthines. So I don't suggest feeding your pet white chocolate because it's loaded with sugar and fat and whatever else could be in there. But we have different grades of chocolate and its potential to be toxic. For example, like if your pet eats, takes a bite of like a Hostess chocolate cake or something like that, that is probably not going to be toxic. But if your pet eats a section of a milk or dark chocolate bar or consumes unsweetened cocoa powder or something like Baker's chocolate, those are much Denser yes. mm-hmm. in their potential
2: to cause problems because it has a much greater concentration of the of the stimulants. If mm. your pet does consume chocolate, even like um,
4: I, it, the bad things happen anywhere at any time, and I I've guilty of like when I, when Cardiff was with us one time, I was taking a trip to go to a Westminster Dog Show, and I had packed a chocolate bar that um, I'd gotten that I was bringing to a friend, and I didn't fully zip up my my bag. And I went to a movie and I came home, and Cardiff came like bounding down, down the stairs, and he seemed super jazzed up, <laughs> like more energetic than I would expect. And I took him for a walk, and he pooped twice, like in, in, in a normal, in a very short span of time, not something he would really do. Sure. And I came back inside this whole, like, eight ounce bar maybe I'm sorry maybe like six cents dark chocolate bar was totally consumed and so I had to bring him to an emergency hospital where I used to work and give him something called apomorphine which makes him vomit it works directly in your vomiting
2: center in your brain okay. uh, and then give him activated charcoal to try to absorb to any more chocolate uh, and give him uh, fluids to try to help him to flush it out of yeah. his body so I'd be guilty of it too so always try to <clears> think ahead don't be like me
0: put your chocolate not in your suitcase, but leave, leave it on the counter or, or hide up in a cabinet what? and then grab it before you go on your trip. It's, it's funny, Doc. It, it's, it's like Robin and I have been really watching ourselves, as we've talked about over the years, and getting ourselves back to where we are, which we're getting close. And one of the things we do have, there's only chocolate in the house. It's a little bit of the dark chocolate, just a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is but, actually worse for
0: you. Which is worse because that's the only chocolate that you'll find. I mean, there's nothing left in the house. But,
1: you know, the thing is, too, that... When your visitors come, and women put their purses on the floor, oh yeah, bags this is like the worst. That and the bags, like if they're bringing a bag with a gift or something, this is I, I have to walk around and pick up. We we put our dogs now in another room. They go in their lovely little warm, comfortable crates and enjoy their rest time, as we say. But when people come in and they set bags down, don't you know? Those dogs go right for the bags. Oh, what's in here? You have any uh, medication, gum, and the uh, Chihuahua, chocolate? And cl- the
0: Chihuahua climb in.
1: Oh yeah, she'll climb right in the bag. She has no shame. She's yeah. of, I'm going to climb in and you can carry me around now on top of all your stuff in this bag. So, I mean, it's just, it's a lot that you really have to keep your mind uh, aware of all the time. Now, if you can uh, briefly touch on some of the other things that are bad. Sure.
4: Yeah, so these is a- seasonal but it the really could be any time so dried fruits. I think um, our general public knows that raisins and grapes are generally toxic for dogs and actually for cats too. And here's the thing that raisins and grapes we don't know exactly why they have this toxic potential. But they do, and one dog could consume a couple of raisins and grapes that have no damage to their internal organs, or other dogs could just consume one or two and have severe issues such as kidney damage. And that's why we just generally want to make sure that we're not feeding those to our pets, not leaving them in accessible places. And just, like, you never really know, actually, so besides raisins and grapes to other dried fruits, um, currants and juices of raisins and grapes, like if you were to feed your pet grape juice, that could potentially cause your pet to have some kind of kidney damage right. and I just generally kind of dissuade any kind of dry fruit because you never really know like what's going to be the next grape what's going to be the next raisin any pet consumes enough of something it could make them sick mm-hmm. and a lot of dried fruits that you might buy commercially have preservatives like sulfur dioxide um, and I just don't recommend like in general we or our pets should consume preservatives because might will just eat natural foods within the appropriate that are appropriately stored but nuts are a certain another thing, too. Um, most nuts are generally non-toxic to dogs. Uh, they are rich in fat and also high in calories, and so that fat could potentially cause
2: some digestive tract upset like appetite changes, vomiting, diarrhea,
4: or even if enough fat is consumed, pancreatitis, which is a very uncomfortable inflammation of the pancreas. It's a little more common in dogs than cats.
2: But then we also have to consider that there could be some toxic effect of nuts like macadamia nuts. Uh, they, have an, they have a
4: toxic mechanism to the nervous system, and they can cause problems walking, especially problems using the hind limb. I've only seen one case of macadamia nut toxicity in my years of practice, and actually, it was a dark chocolate macadamia
2: nut toxicity because the owners had just gotten back from Hawaii mm-hmm. and purchased this like big yeah.
4: container of dark chocolate covered macadamia nuts, and the dog ate the
2: whole thing, so the dog was <laughs> like jacked up and, you know, oh. all, all freaked out because its blood pressure is up from the stimulants and then it's also staggering at it's fine limbs because of the macadamia nuts.
4: Fortunately, the dog ended up being fine. We had to, like, flush the dog's digestive tract out, do blood work and x-rays to make sure nothing else was going on, give fluids and detoxify the dog, and the dog did just
1: great. Wow. Um, and but also with... And the owners oh, are probably yeah. the owners the are the owners are probably saying, geez, and that, that jar of macadamia that's was about twenty five dollars <laughs> on yeah, top of yeah. it. Like that was a very expensive <laughs> gift that they decided to bring home okay. for their children or, or their bread. Uh, oh gosh, I'm sorry. Um now uh can you touch briefly on animal proteins and fats? Sure.
4: casserole, things like that, um, even things like cheese that might be put on some type of appetizer platter or an entree. So, uh, these things are not necessarily toxic per se, but they're foods that most of our pets aren't really used to eating in any significant quantity. So if there's any kind of binging on these foods, there certainly could be digestive tract upset. And a lot of it is the fat that's in there. Um, the fat can cause over stress of the pancreas and, and the pancreas could get very angry and then you get pancreatitis which is inflammation of the pancreas and the clinical signs of pancreatitis are very much like other things that affect the digestive tract, vomiting, diarrhea appetite changes, lethargy uh, and along the lines of what can go with those, those fats like uh, or, or just too much protein from eating a chicken breast off the counter something or bones and we might say have like bones from our turkey that we're eating at Thanksgiving or if we have a a special ham for New Year's Eve or something like that. There's a big ham bone in the middle, and we think, oh, I want to give that to my pets for them to chew on, like the wishbone from the turkey or the big round um, the bone from the ham. A lot of um, cooked bones are very, very hard and very traumatic on the teeth, and so pets can aggressively chew because they're really excited about eating this fun option that they don't normally get. And the bone can fracture and it can potentially really irritate the stomach and intestines as it goes through Ugh. or inside the bone. Even though there's some healthy stuff like marrow, marrow being very high in fat can cause um, digestive tract upset. And if they consume a bone in too big of a piece like that hand bone I've seen wrapped around a dog's lower jaw before, the dog has to be sedated so it can be cut off. If it gets consumed whole, and like get stuck in the esophagus, then
2: you have to either pull it out with an endoscope or push it into the stomach or take it out surgically. So
4: bones, you know, you really have to be very, very careful. If you're ever going to give your pet a bone, make sure it's a size that they can't swallow. And yeah. I generally would recommend yeah, a raw bone over a cooked yeah. bone because the raw bones are softer. We just want to make sure we do very good sanitation with any kind of raw foods for, for our pets.
1: Dr. Pat, it's always a, a cold, hard reality check. I know. And we thank you for helping us out and helping us understanding some of the hazards for our pets. So thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you, Dr. Pat. Sure, absolutely. And I totally don't mean to
1: take the fun out of
0: the
2: holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd much rather have less fun and have things be less,
4: like, cheery and bright
1: and have to go to that emergency room at 1.30 in the morning because your pet has consumed something they shouldn't, and then you've got, like, all the stress of your pet
4: being sick and then the very high hospital yep. bill. Got
1: that right. Thanks so much, Dr. Thanks, Pat. Doctor. Take care. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Wow. So Joseph. Wow. Yeah, wow is right. Wow is right. What did you learn from pets today?
0: When I'm watching football, make sure you give me bones that are raw. <laughs> <laughs> and not cook bones to no
1: If you love pets and you want to help us continue supporting them, like us on the TPPC TV page on Facebook.
0: WKDW 97.5 FM, Northport Real Community Radio. This is Pets Teach Us So Much. For Robin and myself, you know me, Joseph, thanks for spending some time with us and discovering Pets Teach Us So Much. To an insane time next week for more fun in Mayhem. Be kind to your pets, and until next week, Waffe Woe. They
2: call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. No one you see is smarter than he. In a world full of wonder, flying there under under the sea. Everyone loves the king of the sea, never so kind and gentle is he. Trixie will do. Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. No one you see is smarter than he. And we know Flipper lives in a worthless